Welcome to another episode of the Family Discipleship Podcast. I'm your host, Christian Horstman, and my prayer for you is that the Lord would be pleased to bless this show and use it to provide you as a Christian parent with gospel-centered, grace-driven ideas and encouragement for shepherding your children's hearts and cultivating your family's relationships with Jesus and with each other. All right, friends, welcome back to this episode of the Family Discipleship Podcast. Today, uh, for our guest, I have Carrie Beck. Um, Carrie has been a friend of mine for several years now, done a lot of, uh, you know, homeschool uh, events and, you know, promotions and things like that over the last couple of years. So pleasure to have you here, Carrie, today. Well, thank you, Christian. I'm excited yes. to be here as well. Yes, yes. So uh, just a quick bio for, for those of you who don't know who Carrie Beck is, um, she loves to help people get past the perfect Instagram image of homeschool life and raise your children to uh, be leaders and not followers. Um, so she offers a lot of practical tips on her website uh, to encourage your kids to learn or to love learning, think critically and influence those around them as adults. Uh, she also inspires moms with her personal and spiritual stories and moving from overwhelmed to peace and resting in God. So Carrie homeschooled her three children who are now adults uh, for 10 years and uh, she has a free little uh, homeschool ebook um, on her website, and I'll put all the links to that, social media, and all that good stuff in the, uh, the show notes with this episode. So today, Carrie and I, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about teaching our children to think critically and biblically. Um, so, you know, how do we nur or, uh, you know, nurture biblical critical thinking and discernment in our children? So we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, why this matters um, in family life, and we're going to cover some a little bit of practical advice, you know, tips and tricks for raising discerning children who think critically um, and biblically in their worldview. So, you know, we, we live, um, I think I've talked about this before, we live in a really unprecedented age, you know, the age of information and technology, right, where, you know, ideas are just flying at us everywhere, flying at our children from all directions. So one of our, you know, parents' most important callings, obviously, is to cultivate that discernment, you know, sound judgment, critical analysis skills um, in our children, because we don't want them to just, you know, absorb ideas that they're fed, Right, but we want them to carefully examine them, um, especially in the light of Scripture, and uh, you know analyze them and uh, you know come to the right conclusion about them. So they need the intellectual tools to parse truth from deception and to understand complex issues from a biblical worldview. So that's what we're going to dive into today. We're going to talk about what that means to actively develop strong, scripturally grounded, critical thinking in our children and in our homeschool. So the first question I'd like to ask you, Carrie, is uh, how would you define critical thinking from a biblical perspective. So like what, what intellectual virtues does the Bible call us to develop? Well, I think God definitely calls us to think beyond just the literal. Um, we do have to start with literal literal thinking because that's just where our kids, I mean, you're a baby, that's how you think. But you eventually want to start developing some thinking that goes beyond just what they hear, see, feel. And I believe God uses, well, let's see what I count. I think three words. He calls us to knowledge, to understanding, and to wisdom. And I think all of these knowledge is sort of that basis, the foundation of our kids' thinking. And they have to know facts. They need to know things about the world. They need to know things about God. But then they begin to understand it, and that becomes a little bit more of who they are, and it becomes um, sort of an internal type thing. And then wisdom, I think, is where we take everything that we know, everything that we understand, and then we are able to take that information and apply it to different situations. That might be information that's being thrown at us. That could be um, uh, like just a discussion around the dinner table and being able to take the things 
that we know and we understand, but to be able to actually have a conversation, a discussion, and to think beyond just what someone's telling you. Uh, I know you mentioned raising leaders. One of my things is like, we need we need kids to be leaders, not followers. Now, we're all followers of Jesus Christ, right. but if all they do is just listen and someone tells them what to do and their employer just tells them, they're never really thinking deeply and they're not really listening to the Holy Spirit as well. And I think there's a, there's a lot that goes into wisdom, but I really think wisdom is sort of where we want to be headed and we want our kids to walk away with wisdom, with those critical thinking skills um, so that they can make wise decisions. Wisdom, wise goes together. So, and that can be in our everyday life. That can be when we're trying to analyze the Bible or have a discussion or whatever. So um, that's what I would say. It's knowledge, understanding, and wisdom are sort of maybe our biblical ways of thinking um, critically. Right, right. So is there such a thing um, as, you know, secular critical thinking and like, you know, the way the world thinks, you know, like you said, we're called the knowledge, you know, wisdom and understanding. Um, is there, you know, how does the world want us to think, um, you know, and how is that different? Well, when you say that, the verse that I think, I won't tell you the scripture, I'll mess it up. It's 2 Corinthians, I think 10, 5, but he talks about taking every thought captive to obey, um, to obey and to demolish the enemy strongholds and the human reasoning. So there is human reasoning out there and it's the way that we would think in our natural state. It's just the things that God's given us to be able to analyze things. But um, the secular reasoning is doing it all within themselves. It's with whatever is going on in the world. And, you know, your truth is my truth is their truth. And it's, there's just, you know, there's just a lot of acceptance. So there is critical thinking in what they're doing, but it's not from a biblical perspective. And I think we have got to tie together critical thinking and biblical thinking and put it together. And when we do, then we raise a child that can think critically, biblically, and then be able to make wise decisions. Because really, that's our goal. And especially if you ever want to raise your kids to lead, they're going to have to be making a lot of decisions and they need the tools to be able to learn and then the tools to be able to think critically as well. Right. No, I absolutely agree. Yeah. It has to be from that biblical worldview because, you know, and sometimes people, you know, I think they get, get kind of stuck on that and they're like, well, um, you know, try to take a neutral position. And it's like, you know, the Bible says there's no, no neutrality. If you're not thinking uh, critically from a biblical worldview, you're going to be thinking critically from a, a secular worldview, from a worldly perspective. And, and like you said, then it's, you know, anything goes, anything, you know, whatever. Um, and that's, that's definitely not uh, conforming to the mind of Christ there. So what are well, some, thing, oh, go ahead. Sure. One more thing is we need to realize the enemy is so slightly deceptive. And mm -hmm. so he's going to make things sound like they're from the Bible, but then he'll just twist a little bit. And that's why you want your kids to have a foundation and God's work. And so right. they have got to, I mean, there's just so much that just has even infiltrated the church today mm -hmm. that it sounds good, but it's not necessarily biblical. And mm -hmm. the enemy is going to make it all sound good. And it's just going to be slight little deceptions. But before you know that little knock the door open a little bit, a little bit, and then it's all wide open as mm -hmm. well. So right. you just have to pay attention. Yeah. 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 Because if he came out with, you know, a blatant falsehood, you know, you would reject it, right? <laughs> Rightly exactly. so. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and I think, uh, you know, uh, he's given, you know, God's given us an example of that, you know, in, in uh, the gospel, temptation of Christ, you know, exactly that, mm -hmm. that scenario, you know, the devil's quoting scripture to him. 
Um, but if you notice and you, you know, compare the scriptures he's quoting with what the Bible actually says, you know, he'll leave out a word here, word there, and it changes the meaning totally. You know, so he's, you know, he's even quoting scripture, but, you know, in a wrong context, the wrong perspective. And, uh, you know, obviously Jesus answers him very masterfully, but, <laughs> but, uh, you yes. know, example there. So, so and if, if, uh, you know, Jesus was tempted that way, uh, we can't think we're going to be any better. So, <laughs> so That's right. yeah. 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 So what are some simple ways with it? Uh, you know, we can start nurturing critical thinking and you know, like younger children. I would say some of it is, um, allow them to make some decisions, even if they fail or fall on their face. Now, as moms, that's so hard, but we need to cut those apron strings, not completely, but um, let them make some very simple decisions. And I mean, simple, like, do you want grape jelly or strawberry jelly on your peanut butter sandwich? That sounds so silly, but I had a child, I won't name which one, mm -hmm. that seriously, I would ask them what they wanted to drink, milk or orange juice. I don't know. I don't know. And to this day, we still sort of tease. And this child still will say, mom, please pray that I would be able to make concise, quick decisions. Now that child is in its 30s and it does make really good decisions. But there are just little things like that. They're not able to think necessarily critically. I believe your abstract thinking pops in around the time they're 12 or 13. So ask them just simple questions, but get them in the habit of actually making a decision. Um, the other thing I would say is when you are asking them a question and ask lots of questions, um, when you ask a question, don't answer it. Let them have time to actually think. And if they're still struggling to come up, even like you're maybe asking a question about, you know, Laura and Little House on the Prairie or whatever, you may have an answer like this, but you've got 30 more years experience in reading and thinking and they're eight years old. So if you want to develop some critical thinking skills, you have to give them time to let something go on up here in their head and to actually think. Now, if they're struggling with it, then you can talk them through some questions, but keep asking questions instead of telling them what to do. That would be something really simple that you could do with the younger kids. Right. Okay. Awesome. And then what about uh, older children? What, what would be different for them? <laughs> with older kids, we actually... Um, well, I know we may talk about this later, but we really worked on a three-step process, which was read, write, and discuss, because we wanted, and this could be like, you could read anything, like our discussions, and let's just talk about discussions. Our discussions, they weren't always about the Bible. They weren't always about the book they're reading. And if you do that every night, sometimes your kids just start to turn you off. My kids love sports. We had so many conversations about a sports topic. And one of them I still remember is the home run record with Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. And did one of them use steroids and this, that, and the other. But when we had a discussion, they knew they had to back it up with facts. They had to know what the knowledge they had. To, now, obviously this is not life, I mean, altering, but it's a fun way to actually start to get them to think. And they love sports, so we'll do that. Um, so they had to understand what the facts were. I mean, they had to know what it was. Then they had to understand sort of what the pros and cons were. And then they sort of had to internalize it and come up with their decision and why they thought that. And so I think discussions are a great way to do this. And you may go, well, it's just our family. I'm like, yeah, we only had three kids in our family. We still had discussions at the dinner table best place in the whole world. And on a side note, I was just thinking about this yesterday. 
you, you may not know this, but research shows that the number one determining factor of academic success, if you want your kids to be academically successful, is eating dinner together. And that, I, I'd always told my kids that, and this about 10 years ago, I was about to go off and talk at a conference, and my son sent me a little picture of a paragraph in his book that basically said that. And since then, I've done some research and look, and there are several studies that say eating dinner together promotes academic success. I would say eating dinner together and having discussions and mm -hmm. not being tied to this phone um, also can develop critical thinking skills yes. because, you know, you're talking, you're interacting, you're sharing what's going on in the, the day and, and making decisions. Sometimes we would have to make decisions as a family about things. So just that whole time together was just a great time, you know, just built yeah. a lot of good relationships as well. Right, right. And it's, I think it's providentially you mentioned the dinner table because I was literally talking to someone probably an hour or so ago. And uh, we were having the same kind of, kind of conversation and uh, they, they brought that up too about how, you know, crucial and critical, you know, just, just eating together as a family is, like you said, you know, not being distracted with your devices and things like that, but, you know, just eating together and having those conversations. And, and I was like, yeah. And, you know, and you think about, you know, even in the Bible, you know, some of the great, you know, moments um, in both old and new Testament history, you know, life changing, you know, world changing things. And it was going on around a meal. And so it was like, you know, God, you know, developing a relationship with his people, you know, at various points, you know, and a lot of times it's centered around, you know, a meal. Um, so, you know, great pattern. And uh, like I said, it's kind of funny you brought that up because I was just talking to someone else about that. <laughs> so, wow. That's, yeah, that's wonderful. Perfect timing, right? Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so what's, what's the best way for parents to model uh, careful, you know, biblical examination of ideas and influences for their children? I think one of the best things is as a parent, you need to be examining these ideas and concerns yourself. And I use, um, I think it's important that we used to say the grid of scripture. Now I'm like, no, you need to put on the lens of scripture and everything you look at needs to go through the lens of the Bible. And no matter what it is, even math can go through the, I mean, you, there's a biblical perspective of everything and there is nothing new under the sun and it all starts with God. But I think the biggest thing is putting on our Bible lenses and analyzing, and you can do this in school through your history, science, math, literature, character, um, even music and just the way that everything fits together and the order that's in there. Um, the other thing I would say is let your kids see or hear what's going on inside your head. You can't really see someone's thinking, <laughs> but a parent can talk through how, what they're thinking about to come up with a decision. And, um, so I think it, it's not like you're going to do that all the time, but especially when a child's struggling to come up with a decision, you can ask them a question and say, okay. And I didn't really think of any great questions, but like, okay, say we're looking at Egypt and we're looking at the pharaohs and who is God to the Egyptians? The pharaoh is. Do they live according to the Bible? No, because they're slaves and doing all this stuff. Now, your child may not be able to come up with those right there, but you can say, you know, in my head, I was thinking about who's in charge in Egypt. Is it God or someone else? And let them, and hopefully if you've read some stories and they know the history of it, because we're past the knowledge, we're right. trying to get to it. Then you're saying, oh, well, the people in charge are those Pharaoh people. You're right. Well, you know what? How did they treat them? 
was it good or bad or name? Do you remember any stories about? And then you can slowly let them see here. And then you might even say, these are the things that I think about when I make a decision, when I come up with an answer to a question, they may not have the capacity. So you may have to sort of back up, go back into their head and sort of go step by step and share what's actually going on in your head. It's just like writing. Like, you know, you sit and you write, but it's all starting right here. Writing is right. just thinking on paper. And right. so a kid has a hard time getting from here to here. And so, you know, talk about, I'm thinking about this. So I'm going to write this down. So I think that's just something easy. It's not necessarily easy to do, but it is a simple way to help them to start thinking inside their head correctly. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. So let's take just a quick break. And then I've got one or two more questions for you. And then I'd like to, to ask you about uh, your upcoming summit. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. In today's busy high-tech world, families are losing the art of old-fashioned quality time together. But you can transform your family time with an exciting new trivia game about Moses and the Exodus. This game is more than just fun and entertainment. It's a chance to unite your loved ones for screen-free family time and enrich your scriptural knowledge. You and your children will have fun, laughter, and friendly competition as you step back into the Old Testament and test your knowledge about the life of Moses and the biblical details of the Israelites' exodus from Egypt and 40-year trek through the wilderness. This easy-to-play family-friendly game is sure to make memories you'll treasure. So head over to Family Discipleship, podcast.net slash Moses, and get your family a copy of this trivia game, download and print it right away, Put down your electronic devices and play it together with your family tonight. That's familydiscipleshippodcast.net slash Moses. Have fun! All right, welcome back from our break. And uh, again, we have Carrie back with us today. Um, we're talking about, you know, building, uh, you know, biblical discernment, biblical critical thinking skills um, in our children. So we've covered a few questions already. Um, one of them I still have is, uh, so tell us why it's so important um, that children learn to think critically about the world from a biblical perspective. I know you've kind of touched on that a little bit, you know, because, you know, the enemy is deceptive um, and things like that. So, you know, we kind of need to be on our guard, but is there any other uh, specific reasons you can think of why, you know, how it would be detrimental for our children to not have a biblical perspective and, you know, some of the consequences that could have and then conversely, you know, maybe some of the blessings that, you know, having that biblical lens, uh, that framework, so to speak, would be helpful. Well, I mean, we did mention just putting that lens of scripture on us all the time. And I just right. think the, uh, the enemy really is deceptive. And I know that I am deceived. You know, there's a book called uh, Lies Women Believe. And when I first saw it, I was like, I don't believe any lies. I know who God <laughs> is. I know who I am. Then I read the book and I'm like, oh, no, there are some lies up here in my head. And so... You know, we need to just pay attention to what's going on. Our children are being bombarded in today's time with so many things. Whoever knew 30 years ago that girls would want to turn into boys and boys would want to turn into girls. They need to know. Um, and, you know, you mentioned the summit. Our keynote speaker for that summit is talking about gender identity. And they have books called It's Great to Be a Girl and It's Great to Be a Boy. 
We need these things. We need to give our kids the tools to be able to look at their body, to look at what's going on, the way that people interact and know the truth. And no matter what happens in our life, if we know the truth, well, and the truth will set you free, but we've got to know the truth. And if our kids don't have that foundation, they will be slowly deceived by the enemy. And it just happens so subtly. Um, I've watched this happen, especially in the last 20 years, just family members and friends just sort of get sucked away from Christianity. And um, we don't want that for our kids. Can we make everything perfect for them? Can we be guaranteed? No. But if we give them a firm foundation, they've at least got that truth inside of them. I've um, talked to people that are um, prodigals and have returned to Jesus Christ, and they'll say, I always knew what the right thing was. I was just struggling so much inside. It's because they had a foundation, especially these ones that I talked to that are in their 20s and 30s and maybe walked away in college and now are walking with God again. So don't don't belittle the fact that um, it's like, oh, well, look, they're just ruining their lives. No, that truth is in there and God's word never returns void. So we really want to give them that truth so that they can be it Christians and a light in the world. Right, right. So I can tell, I, I can tell you believe critical thinking, it should really be a priority in education. Is that right? <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> yeah, well, I can tell. And uh, I think, I think you've represented some really good, really good points. And uh, yeah, and you're right. Like who would have guessed, you know, even, yeah, like you said, even 20 years ago, even 15, you know, it was starting to come out maybe 10, 12 years ago. Um, but yeah, it's just like it gets crept in so subtly and it's like, you know, now it's just accepted and people yeah. are okay with all this stuff. And so it's like so sad. And uh, yeah, kind of like you said, it's it's so easy to, um, you know, kind of like you said, well, we don't believe any lies or we don't, um, you know, we have we have the biblical worldview, but it only takes one one little slip up somewhere. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's sad to see people, you know, turning away from that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, let's talk about, uh, you mentioned your, your summit, your life skills leadership summit. And I know, uh, when this gets published, it's just going to be a few days away, just around the corner. So, um, tell us a little bit, bit about it and, uh, like, you know, why you're excited about it and, uh, you know, how, how is that going to help, uh, you know, build a biblical worldview in us, you know, in, in parents and, uh, also in our children too. Well, one of my passions, and I, it was when my kids were growing up, it took me a little while to figure it out, but I wanted to raise my kids to lead for Jesus Christ. And lead does not mean CEO or president. The word lead, leader means influence. And we're all going to influence. Almost 99% of the people that are listening are going to have kids that are moms and dads. They will need to lead well. And so um, I just saw this as such a great need. And I also think it's important that we raise our kids to be ready for adult life, that they have some life skills, relationship skills, but we even got cooking skills and tech skills and money management. We got all sorts of things. So basically what the summit is, is one, it is from a Christian perspective. We have two tracks every day. We have our leadership track and our life skill track, and we focus on a topic for each day. So in the leadership, the first day is just general leadership. But then we go and we talk about character, biblical character, because character is foundational to be a good, godly leader. Then we talk about tools of learning and love of learning, because leaders need to always be able to learn what, I mean, 
who would have known all the tech stuff going on now? But if you have the tools to learn, you can learn anything. And then we're going to talk about independent learning. And we really dive deep into critical thinking and making decisions as well. So those are sort of our leadership track. Then our life skills are a whole bunch of different ones. Like I said, we have a kitchen one. We got nutrition, body care. And we got entrepreneur and relationship. I keep wanting to do a bread making class, but I always <laughs> run out of time when I'm organizing it. Maybe it'll happen this time, but yeah. I really think there's several reasons. And there's one reason we do it in February. A lot of moms, okay, tell me if this is true. You're tired. I mean, you're just trying to make it to May and you're a little burned out and you want to finish strong, but you're so tired or you just want some encouragement. The biggest feedback we get from these people, and this is our fourth year to do it, is thank you for the encouragement and the inspiration. We give lots of practical tips, but just being with a group of like-minded people with seasoned homeschoolers, so we've got people coming in and teaching that actually sort of have walked in your shoes before, um, it's just a really good mix. And so um, what we do is every day you can come for free, and Christian has a, a pass that you can come for free. He'll put the link in there, but um, you get to watch the... Um, the sessions for 24 hours for free. Now you can upgrade to VIP and there's a lot of perks for that. And you get instant access like today, if you're listening and you get lifetime access. So you're not under that pressure and feeling that overwhelmed, but it's just really good information. We have interviews, some sessions, some of them will be live and some are pre-recorded. So there's a wide variety of um, sessions and topics, but all of them are from people that have, you know, that know what they're talking about because they've lived that life and have already sort of gone before us. I right, hope that helps right. a little. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm super excited for it. I can't wait. So, and, uh, and I, I actually have a workshop in there too. So um, it's one uh, talking a lot to like fathers and dads, but uh, you know, there's a message for everyone. Right. But uh, that, uh, that one's a, a brand new one I just put together a few weeks ago. Um, so, um, you know, hopefully that will be a blessing to, to a lot of people as well. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited. So I can't wait. And like, uh, like Carrie said, we'll have a link. Uh, you can register for, for free um, for that, that summit. And uh, if, uh, if you're hearing this after the fact, you know, don't worry, you know, there will be like, like you said, replays and stuff like that. So if you, you know, you're weekly, you know, don't worry, um, it, will, it will still be around. Um, so we'll have, we'll have the links to all that. And like I said, in the show notes. Um, along with all the other things that uh, we're going to, you know, notes and links and social media and all that stuff. So anyways, um, yeah. So thank you again, Carrie. Um, we're almost out of time, which is kind of unfortunate. I always, you know, these conversations always go by way too quick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, do you have like, before we wrap up, do you have like a final word of encouragement or inspiration? Like, uh, you know, especially for people who may be struggling with, you know, consistently making critical thinking, you know, biblical critical thinking a priority in their house. Say the biggest thing well number one just go to god and he eventually can work on you and help you be consistent but yeah. moms and i'm talking moms because that's usually who i am there may be dads here too but um let god work critical thinking within you the best teacher is the one who models what they want their kids to learn all right and so model thinking through the Bible lens and when y'all are making decisions and let them see what's going on. The other thing I would just say is you've got this. God's given you every single thing you need to parent your children. Don't compare yourself to social media. Don't compare yourself to, he gave you your kids and you've got, you've got it. And I know you can just try to 
block out all the extra stuff and just focus on your kids. And if it's different than everyone else, that is okay. Actually, that's probably sort of good. Yeah. So um, <laughs> just, just know you are okay and you're doing enough for your kids. Right. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Carrie. Like I said, it was it was a pleasure having you today and uh, definitely love to have you back again sometime. So, but anyways, um, just about out of time for today. So to all our listeners, thank you for uh, tuning in today. And we hope you'll uh, you know, derive a lot of blessing um, and encouragement from this. We really hope we'll see you at the uh, at the Leader, Life Skills Leadership Summit um, in a week or two. And we will talk to you again soon. Have a wonderful, blessed day. been listening to the Family Discipleship Podcast, I truly hope that you've been blessed and encouraged by the things we've covered today. And I'd love to hear your feedback, questions, or even suggestions for a particular guest or topic that you would like to see featured on a future episode. Feel free to email host at familydiscipleshippodcast.net. And don't forget to follow the show on social media and subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss new episodes as they're released. I hope you'll be able to join us again next week, but in the meantime, I pray that the Lord will continue to bless your family as you endeavor to shepherd your children's hearts and cultivate your family's relationships with Jesus and with each other. Thank you.